0: Welcome to our Advent Podcast. This is Emily, and I'll be your guide today. We'll start by getting situated so that we're comfortable. Take a few good, deep breaths to slow your mind and your body. As I read this variation of a prayer of St. Patrick that we've been reading daily, I'll do that to shift our focus. I breathe in peace as I stand today, calling on the source, the wellspring, and the living water, believing in the threeness witnessing the oneness, on my way to meet you face to face. And now we'll spend about a minute doing our breath prayer. On the in-breath, I breathe in peace, and on the out-breath, as I stand today. I breathe in peace as I stand today. Go ahead. Next we'll have our petitionary prayer, and today we'll pray that God's peace will rest on victims and veterans of war. Let's take about 25 to 30 seconds to pray. Go ahead. Next, we'll have our story from our Advent book, All Creation Waits, written by Gail Boss and illustrated by David Klein. Today's story is about the little brown bat. Darting through the dark, they take tight turns at top speed, drop into quick rolls, then pull up and sidestep in midair, maybe for fun, and surely to snatch insects humming over the evening pond. Come fall, quickly cooling air stills these lives that bats eat. The little browns feel the chill, too. Even in September, when they're heaviest, bats lose body heat faster than any other animal with a backbone. But a marathon flight to a climate where warmth and bugs are abundant would kill them. Instead, they find a place where all year the temperature, while cool, is reliable to the utmost, the nearest cave or abandoned mine. Males arrive first, then females with their pups. Scattered since April, they reunite in a great bat convention, as many as a quarter million swarming at the cave's mouth, flying in and out from sunset to sunrise for several days. It's a whirling dance of greeting, courting, and mating. Satisfied, they fly inside, finding chambers where the temperature is a constant 42 to 45 degrees Fahrenheit. They flip themselves upside down, toes clutching the nubbled rock, and they fold their wings, skin membranes thinner than the thinnest spun silk. Across the cavern dome, they scooch and jostle, pressing close, knitting themselves into a glossy brown fur stole. Males and females, old and young, some of different species, the many meld into one heat-sharing body. Even at rest, tucked within the one. Little Browns cannot sustain their usual inner life. Each bat must reset its normal, drastically. Together, hanging very still, they slow their resting hearts from 400 beats per minute to 20. They will stop breathing entirely for up to 48 minutes. On cold spring nights, they practiced this self-preserving rest in small groups, huddling in trees or under eaves and waking when the day warmed. Now the congregation as a whole falls all the way through mere rest into deep torpor. Down 60 degrees Fahrenheit, each bat's body goes as cold as the air of the cave. Water droplets condense on their fur. They sparkle and seem dead. And then, prompted only by some inner stoker, they can bring their body furnaces back up to flying heat in half an hour. This happens about every three weeks. A few wake, thirsty, and sip the water droplets from their fur. Their rustling wakes their next-wing neighbors, who wake their neighbors, and soon the cave is a percussive chorus. The bats fly for a few hours, flushing toxins from their tissues. Then they settle back into a furred mass and fall again through the shaft of stillness, stopping just shy of oblivion's floor. The air of their crypt is changeless, but one day some mystery within them whispers, Spring scouts fly out to test whether it's true. They bring back the news and the rest, thin and hungry after a six-month fast, disperse on fresh winds, but not before all their senses can take note of the location. When cold threatens again, they'll remember the place of their communion and return. So in this story, the author talks about how the brown bat has to reset its normal to survive the winter. I think many of us can relate to that we've had to reset our normal. And so we can kind of understand the animal on this level. So let's take a minute to meditate on how this resetting of normal helps us to survive and grow resilient. Go ahead. And now our benediction, go in peace, wash your hands, love your neighbor, you are not alone.